Hello, everyone. This is Jonathan Little. I'm here today with the 93rd episode of Weekly Poker Hand. I want to thank you for being here with me. Before we get started with today's hand, which is, again, from the World Series of Poker, a hand that I played last year, I wanted to talk to you about my new interactive learning program, which you can find at pokercoaching.com. There, you will find weekly interactive hand quizzes. If you like Weekly Poker Hand, this podcast, you will love these interactive hand quizzes. Basically, what I do is I will make a video of a hand, and then I will ask you what you should do in each spot. You'll then answer it. I'll explain which of the answers I think is best, which I think are the worst, and I will give you a score based on how you're doing. And ideally, you'll be able to see over time where you are making errors and where you are playing well. So if you play a bunch of these quizzes and you see you get the turn answer incorrect for the most part, it means that you disagree with me on how to play the turn, and hopefully that will allow you to improve your game. So if you take a look at this image, assuming you're watching on jonathanlowpoker.com or YouTube, um, you'll see that a player raises from middle position to 525. Everyone folds to us in the big blind with 4-3 suited, and the question is, should you fold, call, re-raise to 1,200 or re-raise to 1,700? And I will say which of the options I like the best, and then we'll move forward to the flop. On the flop, I'll, we'll have another quiz on the flop, another question on the flop. Same thing for the turn, same thing for the river. And I'll explain which of the plays I think is best and which I think are not very good. So that's only one part of poker coaching. On top of that, we're going to do weekly, or I'm sorry, monthly open-ended homework questions. And the questions, for example, the question for the first week is, everyone folds to you on the button on the first hand of a $1,500 buy-in World Series of Poker event. The players in the blinds are middle-aged males who seem to be recreational players. You have 7,500 chips at 2550 What is your raising range and why? So ideally, the purpose of these questions are to get you thinking about how you will respond to various scenarios so that whenever you actually encounter these situations at the table, you will have a pretty good idea of what you should do and why. And the goal of this is to get you from get you to think about poker in a big sense, not just a, I have ace king, what should I do in this hand? So you can submit those questions to me before a webinar that we will host each month. Each month there will be a monthly group webinar. And in these webinars, we I will review everyone's homework answers. Everyone can submit their homework answer and I will re- review them. I imagine most of the answers will be Similar, there'll probably be five or ten similar streams of thought. And then I will explain why I like some of those answers, why I don't like some of those answers. And I'll tell you the answer that I would give to that question. So there are three parts to pokercoaching.com right now. We may be adding some more in the future. But I am definitely excited to finally bring that to you. I've been working on it for quite a while. And it's finally here. So make sure you check it out at pokercoaching.com. As you can see, the Share My Pair program has updated their application. Hopefully it will work decently well for us. In this hand, uh, we are playing a $1,500 buy-in World Series of Poker event. We have pocket threes in middle position, three of spades, three of clubs. And we raise the 750 when everyone folds to us, which I think is a perfectly fine play. And it folds around to the player in the big blind who decides to call. Flop comes ace, eight, three, all diamonds. It says the pot's zero, but it's actually 1,800 or so. Um, when my opponent checks and I flop bottom set on a three flush board, I'm still just going to bet. You're not really concerned about being beat at this point. 
if we do bet and get check raised, we're probably going to call and play somewhat cautiously. And if he does call, we're probably looking to continue barreling on a lot of turns for value. So I bet 1100 and my opponent does call. Pot's now 4,075, turns to 10 of spades, complete blank. Our opponent checks. And again, at this point, I'm not giving my opponent credit for only a flush. So I certainly want to continue betting. So at this point, given I think my opponent probably has an ace or a pretty good draw, I want to bet somewhat large, maybe 2,400, give or take a little bit. And I do bet 2,300, my opponent calls. So I'm giving him that same range for the most part of draws and an ace. So he checks the river. And I actually don't like my bet size on this river. I bet 4,900. And I think a much better bet size would be a little bit smaller. Something like 3,200. Because I think that bet size has a reasonably good chance of getting called by an ace. Whereas I think when I start betting a little bit larger, like 4,900, he's really going to need something like two pair or better to call. And you really want to make bet sizes that keep your opponent in with a wide range of hands that you crush. So I would have bet a little bit smaller here. Much to my surprise, though, my opponent check raises all in. And this all in bet is an extra 6,000 chips or so. So I'm getting a fantastic price to call. And, <laughs> I mean, you have to realize at this point, I do have a bluff catcher. My opponent has effectively taken my set and made it into a bluff catcher. The only problem is that we're getting great odds. So, really, you have to figure out is this player even capable of bluffing in this spot? And if he is capable, what hands would he actually turn into a bluff? Imagine most players are going to turn hands that contain an, a king of diamonds into a bluff. So which hands could he have that contain the king of diamonds? He could have king of diamonds, eight of something. He can maybe have a hand like king queen or king jack with the diamonds, but he probably wouldn't check raise king jack on the river. He'd probably just check call. Although maybe he would check raise king jack for value because that made a straight. Um, would he check raise king queen as a bluff? Well, a lot of people will not recognize that king queen actually has very little showdown value here. So I don't expect many people to turn king queen into a bluff. So it's kind of hard to give him a king. Same thing goes for a queen. Like what queen hands could he have? I mean, queen eight, again, same thing. And he would not turn the queen of diamonds into a bluff, I wouldn't think, because a lot of amateurs recognize that as at least, or think that has at least some showdown value. It really doesn't, though, because my range here is strong hands for the most part given I've gone raised from early position then bet 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 so all in all I I really don't know what to make of this river check raise if I had no reads I think I would strongly consider folding but in live poker you know that you typically can make reads so if I get the vibe that my opponent is bluffing or if he's not completely comfortable I may just find the call I wouldn't love it but I'd find the call and this time I elected to make the call and sure enough my opponent had king of hearts queen of diamonds and that is certainly not a hand i expected to see because the queen really was a lot of value and sure enough he does have the queen of diamonds so i mean at least he does have that blocker but all in all i was i mean even looking at this now i'm incredibly surprised to see king queen but you will find at the world series of poker a lot of players make plays that make very little sense. And when they do, you need to be prepared to look them up if you think that they are bluffing a huge portion of the time. It's kind of interesting that given I bet somewhat large on the river, I actually do not like my opponent's check raise because my big bet on the river is somewhat polarizing. I think if I bet something like 
3,000 on the river, as I suggested, I think that would be a better bet. I think then check raising actually has a little bit more merit for my opponent because then I could easily be value betting an ace or a worse hand. And for that reason, my opponent could check raise and have a little bit more fold equity. But whenever I bet so large, my opponent's effectively min raising the river. When you get min raised, <laughs> people do not fold to min raises. So I don't really, I don't think this was a good spot for my opponent to bluff. I do think it's a good idea to turn this queen into a bluff if you are going to have bluffs in your range. But clearly, I wasn't buying it. So if I'm not buying it, it's probably not the greatest bluff in the world. So that's going to be it for this episode of Weekly Poker Hand. Make sure you check out PokerCoaching.com. I'm really excited about what I'm going to be bringing you there over the next few months. Well, you know, indefinitely, but I'm excited to get the program up and running and check it out. Be sure to check back next week for another episode of Weekly Poker Hand.